Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, October 27th, 2015, and this is The Ride. Good morning, good morning, good morning, it's time to rise and shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning, I hope you're feeling fine. Okay, you probably don't know that song, but I grew up, I, let's see, where did I learn that one? I think it's because I grew up in the 70s as a Christian, and there were things going on in the Christian world back then. Believe it or not, Christianity isn't some new fad, you know. It's been around for a while. I can attest. So anyway, I don't know where that came from. I have been putting together a list of things to do in my new home. uh, Well, new to me anyway. You know, you get a list. You gotta make lists, people, right? Otherwise, you're just not gonna get those things done. I find it's helpful to make lists of even small things. You know why? Because the small things are easy to get done, maybe. What I mean by small things is easy to get done. And so if you put them on your list and when you get them done, check. I love getting that thing off my list. Then you say, well, why did you put it on your list? Didn't you want it off? Well, no, it's the process of going through my list and then getting off. You see, there's, there's satisfaction in that. Knowing that it needs to be done, it's good to have it on paper or on the list. I love spreadsheets. I don't know if you know this. I love spreadsheets. I can't deny for some reason God gave me a gift when he created in the mind of someone the software package Excel. I don't know. It's not like I'm a real nerd and like accounting kind of things, but what you can do with spreadsheets is just cool. And if you've never learned about Excel and spreadsheets, listen up, uh, teens. You must learn that tool. You must. The better you're proficient at that, and I'm talking to my kids, I'm talking to anybody, any of your kids, any of you guys that are teens, learn Excel. Doesn't take long. You'll be a master. You'll blow the knowledge that you gain on it, will blow the mind of those who are older than you, and they'll be like, oh, give him the job. Just give him the job. He knows Excel. <laughs> and you think that that's silly? It's not. There's a almost every career that's out there, you're going to use lists. And Excel is a great way to do it. So anyway, that's just my little two cents for Microsoft. It wouldn't have to be Microsoft. You can learn, uh, I don't know what it's called, on OpenOffice. There's other tools out there that do the same thing. Anyway, my plug for spreadsheets. So I use a spreadsheet to keep track of my list. And I've got, I mean, everything on it. I'm putting together a desk for my daughter. Actually, I'm going to have her put it together. I think it's good for her to learn how to get frustrated with IKEA. So it's not just her dad. No, I'm just joking. I love IKEA. I love bashing IKEA, but really those people are pretty wise. Although I really could help them out with their instruction booklets. But anyway, I'll have Hope go through that process. It's it's a learning process. Every teen needs to build their own bed or their own IKEA 
piece of furniture. It's just a rite of passage. So anyway, but I've got to paint some legs that are going to go on this desk she's going to build. So I got to get the paint. So all these little things I got to do. And some of them are big and some I want to do before the winter time to be prepared for winter. It's good to be prepared, right? Well, I'm going to post a picture or two of what I'm about to talk about on the Ride Facebook page, okay? So check it out. I'll post it before this podcast hits the air. So it'll give you a little bit of a... I guess it's silly for me to tell you to check it out on the podcast because you're not going to know about it uh, until it... uh, Never mind. Okay, never mind. So if you happen to follow the ride on Facebook and get notifications when I post something, then you'll see a picture, or five, or two, before this podcast drops. But anyway, on my list, I've got to do a little bit of outdoor stuff. My father-in-law helped me cut away a bunch of ivy that was growing on the barn, the big barn that I have, which will help preserve the barn because that ivy was really destroying the barn so that's good we cut that back i still need to get the roots out but that's where i'm going next there's another barn i have a smaller barn and there's a thicket growing it's basically just ivy just years and years of ivy that has grown into just this thicket of deadness and then a little bit of life that is climbing on the barn, the small barn. So I've already trimmed all the, the live stuff so that it cannot continue to grow all over this barn. But I need to get the thicket out. And that got me thinking, of course. Of course it got me thinking. I'm super caffeinated today. I'm thinking like a banshee by the way speaking of that yesterday had caffeine on the way to work and then I got home and had dinner and had caffeine then now that's pretty unique for me because I'm not a huge 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 coffee drinker but I did which was good because I had to work into the night to do some work and I jammed on that so I'm very happy about that I'm going to work ahead of schedule I believe and then I got caffeinated this morning so I'm like triple caffeinated so look out banshee on a roll here so I am looking at Matthew I think it's chapter 3 remember no texting and driving yes Matthew 3 verse 10 if you've got your Bible turn to it okay the axe is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Burn, baby. So I'm looking at this thicket on my barn. I want it gone. I want to make this barn pretty. And that thicket's got to go. It's in the way. It's hindering progress. Well, like scripture is telling us, that axe was laid at the root. Now, I was already pulling some of that live material off 
and I've severed any new growth from happening on the barn. So that's good. You think, oh, that's probably good enough. No, 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 no. The thicket's in my way. The thicket is the dead stuff, the scar, if you will. The scar of old growth, old stuff that is there and is remembered, but is hindering forward momentum. Got it? I got to get that stuff out, but I was noticing it's all dead. I can grab a hold of it and pull and just kind of breaks off. And yeah, I, I make a little bit of progress, but it's taking forever. You'll see in the picture, it's going to take forever if I did it that way. It's almost like trying to take the outward results of the root that caused the initial problem and grabbing hold of the outward things and trying to clean them up. Kind of like trying to do the right thing without changing the inside. Trying to clean up your act without confronting the actual character issue or the, the misguided guiding principle at the root. It's like trying to clean things up but without touching the original problem. I want to build here. This, where that thicket is, my goal is to actually build something there. And I need it gone. I need more than just the outward of it gone. All the dead stuff. And that little bit of remaining alive, which really isn't thriving. It's just kind of there existing and it's not what I want. I need it gone. Well, Matthew chapter 3 here is telling us, as it hits the floor, that uh, there's an axe. And what does it say? It's attacking? Is it cutting off the branches? Pruning the branches? No, you prune something that you want to preserve. This thing, it's going for the root. I know with this situation, I have to dig out a root. I have to dig out a root. I'm going to probably have to get a tow cable in and around the root and then get something with power, horsepower, baby, power beyond my own hand. Catching this? I got to get horsepower to pull that thing out. I can't do it on my own. I've already tried. I have to have certain tools in my belt in order to even allow the horsepower to get in there. I have to dig around the root. I have to expose some of the root that's been hidden forever. I have to expose it to the light of day. Man, is this good. I hope you're getting this. You can expose it and then you let the tools at it. That tow cable gets out. It's a tow strap I have. It's very strong. And if I allow that thing to be unearthed and brought out into the open enough so that the master tower can strap it up, get it in four-wheel, low, throw it into gear, and let all the horses under that hood slowly but surely pull that root out from my fertile soil and eliminate that thicket. So what things do we have in our life? Because see, 
my goal here is to build something there. I don't want to build on top of that thicket without getting that thicket gone. Because you know what will happen? It'll fester inside my building. All sorts of critters will live in it. I don't want that. I'm not building a place for those little critters. I'm building a place to meet a goal, to meet a need. That's, that's the goal. I need to have those thickets removed. And just like we talked about recently about being consecrated to the Lord, those thickets in our lives, those things that have roots that are deep that we don't want to expose, but, but they're in our way. They're dead material. And they're blocking our forward progress, our forward potential. I was thinking recently, and I think I mentioned this yesterday, that you know, it, if we're not careful, the church, and we are the church, we can be complacent. We can kind of coast through life. And you wonder, well, how can that be? You've got the power of God in you. You have the potential to rock the planet. How come you would coast? Well, sometimes it's easier to coast because you don't have to uproot these thickets that are weighing you down. It's, it's, it's comparing the cost of unearthing that stuff and dealing with it against the perceived value of what that's going to gain you. And sometimes those thickets are so thick and so... I mean, we've invested in them almost. It's almost like we're a bonsai tree sculpture people. But what we have sculptured is this thicket. Through our years, we've pruned it into this evil mass of ugliness, and we almost own it. No, that's my thicket. You, you get your own thicket. This is my thicket. This is my mess. Don't be telling me about my mess. You know I'm preaching. You know it. Don't tell me about my mess. I'm the only one who really knows about everything about this mess. Well, that may be very true. But God wants you to get beyond the mess. He wants you to get that thicket gone. He's a gentleman in the sense that he's not going to yank it out unless you let him yank it out. But you got to understand that he can. We've, some of us have lived with things for so long, it, we just think it's part of us. And we cannot identify, we cannot even identify ourselves if, if that thicket weren't there. Well, can I tell you something? You're not supposed to. You're supposed to identify with a person of Christ Jesus. And I can guarantee you, he doesn't have that thicket in his identity. So what is it today? What is the thicket? What is the thing that's stubborn and is hanging around and is keeping true progress from happening in your life. Those kind of things are what keep us from being able to go all in with the Lord. Those are consecration killers. I don't want thickets in my life. So what do we do? Because you know, I've said that sometimes these things, it's not like we wish it would go away. Some of them we kind of like there because we identify with it. We think that's just who we are. Some of them, truthfully, we wish weren't there. But it's like the effort to get rid of it is just too great. 
and we kind of feel like, well, I made it this far and, you know, I'll just go through the rest of my life like this. Every day is a new day in the Lord. You could have gone through this thing for 70 years, assuming you're older than 70 years. You could have gone through it just this last year. Depending on the depth of this thing, the root of this thing, it it can be a it could have just happened and it could have really deep roots. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be time related. Somebody could have said something to you just the other day and it caused a root of bitterness to grow in you so severe that if you don't get rid of it now, it's just going to fester forever. And, and I'm saying that it's not necessarily that easy to get that one out just because it's fresh. But while we're talking about it, let's deal with it. How do you deal with something like that, by the way? You know, somebody wrongs you and there's bitterness there. What, what do you do? I think you need to do what Jesus did. I think the, the biggest wrong that Jesus ever had to deal with from us was having to take our sin and he did it willingly and then he forgave because we didn't know what we were doing he forgave us he recognized that we didn't know what we were doing well guess what somebody wrongs you there's probably an element of that wrong that's not godly you know there might be a little bit of sin involved in it or whatever it's not it's not purely God's will that they whatever they did to you because if it was then it really shouldn't you shouldn't be mad at them it's God correcting you through them you know they were the messenger but if indeed there was some wrong there then you must forgive and don't let that bitterness seed develop into a thicket we already know we got enough of those things Maybe that's the one thing. You know, the reason why I trimmed all the live material first is so it would, you know, on the barn, is so that it wouldn't continue to grow and create new problems for me. So that means the fresh new shoots, I stopped them right now. And then the bigger issues, the deeper issues, the the big root ball issues, I have to pull the big guns out. I have to expose those to the work of the Holy Spirit. So it's kind of like saying, okay, I'm in a process here. I'm going to let the Lord do my big root ball stuff. But these fresh new shoots of discord and thicket, I'm going to, I'm going to employ something. I'm going to employ what God told me to do. Forgive those who persecute you. Ah seems like we say that every day. We have to pray for those who persecute you. Actually, that's what we say. But I know that if you pray for somebody, it will be harder to hold a grudge against them. Because if you're praying for their salvation or their understanding to increase, how can you hold something against them? We already recognize that they don't know what they're doing, just like Jesus said. So what we do is we start by doing that. We can we do what we can do. I read something really cool today as we close out of the All In book. Religion, you know, religion is spelled D-O. 
The gospel of Jesus Christ is spelled D-O-N-E. Remember that. The work is finished. We just need to grab a hold of the already finished work of Christ. You have within you the ability to forgive and to keep those thickets from starting to grow. Grab a hold of what God has already done for you. And then we'll talk more about this in the future. But those roots that need to be addressed, you need to start the digging process to expose them to the horsepower that's going to eliminate them. Remember, the work's been done, but you need to let go. You need to let go of some things that have been a thicket in your life. God is saying to us today, I'm the axe. I'm the one that's going to get that stuff done. Just open it up to me. Open your heart to me. Trust me. And I will get you to a place where you can build new. All right? So you stay in that word and live in peace and pray for those who persecute you. And start preparing that soil. Get it ready to build. And let that bulldozer of a high horsepower engine of the Holy Spirit, let him in there. You can trust him. All right? And I will see you on the flip.